This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. Okay, and a big welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Make Your Pitch. You know, when we come here, we're always coming with the best and the brightest, and I don't care where they're from. Uh, it could be anywhere in the world, and you know it because you've seen, seen them as you've watched us over the last many, many months that you've been following. It is quite interesting today because we have someone from over the pond, so to speak, that is going to be visiting with us about a very unique concept that, as far as we know, has really no president in the area that he's involved in, the vertical he's involved in. Our guest is Tim Brown, and you'll find Tim quite engaging. And at this point, without saying any further, I'm gonna let Tim kind of introduce himself and take it from here. Tim, welcome to the Make Your Pitch podcast. Hi, Chris. Thank, thank you very much. I'm really pleased to be here. So the, the first thing, I'll, I'll disappoint all those Raider fans. I'm not the Tim Brown, the wide receiver. Um, I'm, Darn, I'm okay. Tim Brown. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so maybe just a, a quick intro. As you, as you mentioned, I'm from the, uh, the wrong side of the pond over in the UK. Um, and uh, actually, many people don't know this, but I'm I'm half Spanish as well. I don't sound it, but but I am. Uh, and um, and I've been in the um, um, the digital advertising uh, business for uh, for many years um, since '96, when people didn't even know it existed. Um, and have 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 worked for a number of companies. Mainly started, um, you know, European operations for U.S. companies and in digital advertising, uh, and uh, you know, fortunately had um, um, you know some level of success. Um, so, one of the companies, um, you know, we sold um, to a, a large agency comp holding company uh, called WPP. Uh, another company. Um, uh, called Lithium, we sold to Yahoo. I spent a couple of years at, at Yahoo as well. Uh, and more recently, um, a company that I actually started from scratch with a couple of colleagues um, to try and deal with uh, marketing attribution. Um, you know, we sold to SAP in uh, Jan 2017. And, uh, you know, at that stage, I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, I, uh, I stayed at SAP for a couple of years. I swore I'd never start another business again. 
um, but the entrepreneurial juices uh, started to uh, to get the better of me, and uh, I'm back on the horse, um, and have now been um, uh, or started Fiducia uh, two and a half, three years ago, and here we are. Where you are is at the beginning stages of something quite large. Tell us exactly what this company is all about. Yeah, sure. So, so, um, so basically, Fiducia is, is a, a UK uh, technology company that's dis- uh, developing distributed ledger technology, uh, better known as, as blockchain. Um, you know, with a purpose to deliver you know trust, transparency, and efficiency for digital advertising marketplace um, over a uh, industry consortium network. Um, so basically governed and operated for the industry by the industry. Um, you know, and this is something we've been, you know, working on now for, for two and a half years. Um, and, you know, we've got to a stage um, where over the last, uh, up until at the end of last year, it was really uh, developing uh, the, the core technology it was um, running an extensive pilot uh, with some, um, you know, big clients, um, big advertisers uh, in our space about companies like Nestle, Unilever, J and J, McDonald's, uh, Telefonica, Virgin Media, and I hope a uh, Santander. I hope I haven't forgotten anyone, um, and their 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 agencies. So it's probably, you know, one of the significant. Um, uh, DLT pilots, um, um, not only in our industry, but, um, you know, across industries uh, that have happened, um, you know, and at the same time, um, the, there was an evaluation process around really looking at what would be the benefits of um, um, a DLT-owned and operated network, um, you know, and quantify some of those benefits. Um, you know, what would it take to actually launch um, a, a DLT network? Uh, and, uh, you know, did the industry want, um, um, you know, and, and this non-for-profit organization we've been working with um, to, um, to, to, um, to be the operator, operator network? Um, so, um, you know, in essence, the, the, um, this all led to, a consultation process and uh, TAG, which is the, this um, um, this industry association, non-profit industry association, made the decision to actually go ahead with the launch of uh, TAG Trustnet, which will happen this July. So, the way I put it is that um, you know we've we've qualified for the Olympics, um, but we still need to actually get there now uh, in good shape and run the race. Well, if I were a uh, an advertiser, uh, how exactly would it work for me? What's the what's the big benefit over the traditional way of handling advertising? Yeah, so so good question, Chris. So so the basically, if if you're an advertiser, and and I'll you know I'll give a um, you know some data from from the pilot that we ran. Um, so that you know the seven pilot participants. Um, that we talked about, um, 
what basically what they would um, uh, see is transparency in their supply chain. Um, so today, um, if you're an advertiser, um, you know you are spending money um, trying to get ads on websites, whether those are display ads or the video ads that you see on websites or mobile phones or on TV, uh, digital TV. Uh, and um, the, there's a number of vendors in that supply chain. Um, so, you know, we're talking about um, something like five different layers of vendors, but then within each of those layers, you could have hundreds of suppliers. So you might be running across hundreds or thousands of, of publishers. Um, and the, the challenge today is that, um, you know, so, you know, as you can tell, it's a very fragmented um, and um, it's un unfortunately it's opaque. So an advertiser doesn't actually see um, all the vendors involved in their supply chain all the way to that ad appearing on that website. And, you know, who's who's taking what um, uh, and uh, and so, you know, that has led to a lot of bad practices. Uh, and um, I mean, some would go as far as as fraud, um, um, but um, you know, it's led to a lot of inefficiencies, a lot of vendors in the supply chain that are really not providing any value. So, to give you an, ex a, a, an idea of the extent of it, um, the the market, the, the digital advertising market that we're talking about this year globally will be about two hundred billion dollars. Uh, um, and what we identified was that on average across those seven advertisers, 21% uh, of their advertising spend was non-qualified, i.e. it was, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't actually ending up in, in, in ads being seen by, by users. Um, and uh, that 22% represents $41 billion. So, you know, the significant benefit um, for the advertisers and what, what this will do is provide them with the transparency of who's in their supply chain, what does everyone take out of their supply chain, so they can start to actually optimize that supply chain. The other part of it is, is operational efficiency. So once you can connect all of these vendors um, on a... Um, on the same platform, distributed ledger technology platform, you can start to actually drive a lot of operational um, efficiencies to all of the vendors in the supply chain. And by helping them reduce their costs, uh, that some of that can actually be shared as well with the advertisers. So, you know, in, in essence, basically, a, a, an advertiser is going to end up, um, you know, getting, a, getting, um, more money that can actually be spent on building brands and uh, gaining more customers. Okay, and and in this particular process, what kind of pricing structure is involved for the people that uh, participate? Um, so, so from from our side, you know, what we have tried to do is make sure that um, you know the price is relatively low, um, but that the um, you know, cost to benefit ratio is is very high, uh, and um, 
that we can get adoption. So the whole idea here is that you really want the whole market to to participate. So we're talking about um, you know we're talking about roughly one percent of ad spend. Um, so um, you know not that we would sort of be able to get the 200 billion the total 200 billion uh, market, but you know the, the, if you think about it, the 200 billion would be the the total amount of ad spend. And what we're looking to charge is 1% uh, of that. So for every dollar spent, uh, one cent. All right. Now that's uh, okay. That's fine. But is that, you know, the old advertising uh, ways we look at uh, uh, cost per thousand, uh, we look at cost per impressions. Uh, we look at uh, uh, clicks and all kinds of things. How, how do you, how do you value out your particular way of pricing it? Yeah. So we, we've, you know, we've decided to try and make it as simple as possible for the advertiser as a percentage of ad spend. So, you know, we, we thought about this very carefully, spoke to a number of uh, people in the market. And what we realized is that an advertiser knows that their advertising spend is a million dollars. They don't always know how many impressions are they running for that million dollars. Um, uh, and, um, uh, and so we've tried to make it as simple as possible and just said it's it's a percentage of ad spend. So the, the way the model works is that there's a minimum entry fee, um, which is of, it, it will be um, uh, $18,000 a year. Um, and that gives you, um, you know, a, a minimum amount of ad spend. And then it, it goes up uh, based on, um, you know, how much you're, you're actually spending. So there's, there's tiers. So the, the, the maximum is 1%, but that actually, you know, for some of the bigger advertisers will actually reduce uh, slightly, you know, to the, you know, around 0.8%. Okay. So there, there are quite a few advantages then to this. Uh, and, but you're using a, uh, if you will, uh, smart contracts and, you know, I know there's going to be some people on here that say, well, why? I mean, you, you just, uh, why would you even bother with that? Because it really, does it really have any value? Yeah. So, so smart contracts is, um, you know, really, really interesting. So, um, uh, you know, for those of you who don't understand smart contracts, just think about it as, as, as a contract, uh, you know, between two parties, but it's actually written in code. And um, so once it's written in code, um, you can actually automate the reconciliation process. Um, so as soon as someone has actually, um, uh, you know, so if you've got multiple parties, they agree to that smart contract. Uh, as soon as um, someone, you know, a vendor in the supply chain has uh, met their requirements, um, then, um, you know, that gets reconciled and, and it's billable, or could it even go as far as being automated payment? So the, the amount of, um, you know, so it mainly does two things. One is it, it takes a lot of human error out. Um, so, um, you know, you can, you can really, you know, the compliance to the contract is, is, is automated, um, you know, rather than, um, you know, manual processes that might actually happen, you know, business processes within, our, within an organization. So the, the, you know, lawyers, accountants love it because it, it really reduces business risk um, and increases compliance. 
Um, but the other is it creates significant um, uh, efficiencies. So an example in, in, in our space is, um, I'm trying to remember the exact numbers, but we worked it out. So if, if you think of an advertiser uh, all the way through to a publisher and the simplest of supply chains, um, say you've got, uh, you, you know, or let's take McDonald's as an example, and you've got them advertising on the New York Times website. Um, the way the way that it works today is that New York Times would invoice um, a, a company that's called an SSP that basically um, acts as the 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 sales technology um, you know for you know for their inventory. So New York Times would uh, invoice the SSP. The SSP would invoice the DSP, which is a technology used by the advertiser, the agency. The DSP would invoice the uh, uh, the advertising agency, and then the advertising agency would invoice the advertiser. Uh, and there are some other technology vendors along the way that would be invoicing either the agency, the advertiser, or the the publisher. So you're talk, talking about multiple invoices. Um, that that are that are happening. People who are holding uh, credit risk, uh, and that's all costly, and that's all you know needs to be incorporated in in those companies' margins. So, with a smart contract, if you basically the advertiser agency agrees to a smart contract, that smart contract is agreed with everyone in this supply chain. Um, you know, there's there's no invoicing, or the invoicing happens. Uh, at the center rather than the sequential effort. So the, the, the savings are huge. I mean, you know, um, you know, we estimate in our space that, that you're talking about, uh, you know, 40, 50, 50% operational um, cost efficiency in, in, in running the existing business. And we've seen that in, in other industries as well. Well, I think uh, some people that, uh, look at smart contracts refer to them almost as can you can you hear me all right Tim yes I can yeah okay refer to smart contracts as the elimination of the trust factor because you don't have to trust it's already built in and happens yeah whether or not you want it to or not it's going to happen yeah. <laughs> and, and can't, yeah. once, once established cannot be changed well yeah. without it, the majority exactly. majority Majority agreeing to change it, and that's pretty hard to get a majority to change in yeah. a smart contract. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it, exactly it's um, you know it it it, um, it you know it's funny, isn't it? Because you you always assume that trust means oh I trust you because I just trust you in doing the right thing, but it, in in uh, this in in this term is that you trust them because you know it's they're fully accountable. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no way they're going to do anything wrong because it's fully accountable, uh, it's fully immutable, uh, it's done through, you know, by consensus. Um, so, you know, why wouldn't you trust them? <laughs> yeah, there's another another group that uh, uses a term when uh, when uh, they get paid, you get paid. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's. I mean, one of the one of the quotes I love. Um, you know, it's one of the early ones, but it's it's still as good now as it was then. Is um, you know the you know blockchain or DLT, um, you know, will do for transactions what the internet did for communication. Yes, and and that's what really you know brought me 
sort of back uh, into entrepreneurial land, it's, I, I think this is, you know, one of those key milestones in our industry and, and for other industries. It's one of those key uh, innovations, technology innovations that, um, um, that, that will exist, um, you know, and, and I, I wanted to be part of that and, uh, and, and, you know, and really see that through. So, that, you know, that's what really excited me. Let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode. I have just set up our customer relation management system using CRM Engine, not just for its many options, but because its price is well below that of the big boys. The CRM Engine team set up all that we needed to keep track of our contacts, including those who are scheduled to pitch, our investors and strategic partners. We now know when we met, what was said, when to follow up, and includes an auto email system to stay in touch timely. It keeps us focused on what makes Make Your Pitch what it is, the people. So to learn how to keep your business in touch with your clients using CRM Engine, go to the show notes of this episode. Does your program have any relationship to an NFT? Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. No, no NFT. I, I'm still struggling to understand it, Chris. Do you understand it? Well, it's, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. It's, it's not all about artwork and things that you've heard the most about. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, it goes throughout all industries and and has a structure that's built for all industries. It, it's all yeah. anybody hears about right now are the $65 yeah, million I, NFT I, artwork. It's a big deal. I, I, still, I still haven't got my head around it, but um, yeah. Well, it it, it but, falls yeah. within your same space, so yeah. Uh, heads it's, up, uh, heads yeah. up, Tim. <laughs> All right, it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's coming your way. Yeah. It's it's going to be at a store on your block anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand too I'll go, that you. I'll go do my homework. Yeah, oh, good. Okay. Uh, I understand too. You have some launches coming up. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that in our, uh, the next uh, few minutes we have. Yeah, sure. So, you know, as I said, you know, we've been working with. Um, so, maybe just uh, explain a little bit that you know the, the the people we've worked with so far. I mentioned some of the advertisers, but I think more importantly, um, uh, one of the things that's actually unique about our approach uh, is, you know, if you think about trying to get a DLT network um, in place across the industry. There, there are two challenges. Um, you know, one is adoption, and then the other one is is technology. Um, and so, you know, I won't touch on the technology piece at the moment. But just say that, you know, that's something we've addressed over the last uh, two and a half years. We got, you know, patent pending um, technology around that. Um, the um, the adoption piece, I think, is is the most interesting. Is you know where you need to get. The industry to 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 want to participate, and you need you know you need a tipping point of participants. You need that network effect, and how do you do that? So what we did was went to the four um, trade associations that represent the ecosystem in our our um, you know in, in our industry. So you got uh, an organization that represents the advertisers, an organization that represents the agencies that work for the advertisers. An organization that represents the technology companies, the, the vendors that provide technology to both advertisers and publishers, 
and then you've got the association that represents the publishers. So those four organizations, we approached them and said, look, you know, this is coming. It could really um, be digital transformation for the industry, really help the industry. They bought into that, which is why we went to the pilot and the, um, and the evaluation process. Um, and those four trade associations um, here in the UK owned um, a, um, uh, um, a company, a cross-industry association called uh, JICWEBS, which was stands for Joint Industry Committee of the Web. Uh, and that merged with TAG, which is trustworthy um, advertising, uh, trustworthy, the trustworthy um, uh, uh, advertising group. And that, um, um, so again, you know, they represent the four trade associations in the, in the US. Um, so um, um, it's important to understand that, that really by actually having the trade, trade associations um, operating this and being in control of this, it provides really that level of independence uh, and uh, it, it really helps with the adoption of all, all companies within, um, you know, within the ecosystem. So that's kind of been the unique approach. And so the reason I mentioned that is just as a bit of background, but um, those trade associations with their members, um, you know, and this umbrella organization TAG made the decision at the end of last year to, to launch TAG Trustnet and then to appoint Fiducia, which is our company, as the uh, company to build out the platform and maintain it. Um, so that was a you know big thing, and as, as I've mentioned to Chris before, it's uh, you know it was like uh, being you know qualifying for the Olympics. Um, but you know saying that you know, it's a big big thing, but obviously we still need to get there uh, in good uh, shape, and we need to you know run the race. Um, so big big milestone, uh, and um, the the launch is on the first of July. Um, so a number of the pilot participants will be moving um, as initial customers uh, for the launch as well. Um, and it will be the first, first part of, um, you know, many things that need to happen in, in the, um, you know, many features that need to happen over a period of time uh, to eventually, you know, become um, you know, the clearinghouse for the industry. And so this first piece is something we're calling the uh, supply chain monitor, which provides an advertiser and its agency with transparency into all the companies that are in their supply chain, you know, what each of those vendors is, is actually uh, charging. Um, so to give you an idea, in the pilot, you know, from every pound or every Dollar that an advertiser spends, around 51 uh, cents arrives in the publisher. And if you look at more mature um, industries like the, the, the TV or media industries like TV, um, usually it's from a, from a dollar around 80 cents arrives at, at publishers. So there's you know big opportunity to increase that 51 cents to something uh, much higher than that. Um, but this supply chain monitor, this monitor will allow advertisers and agencies know where they are and start to actually understand where the opportunities are to optimize it 
to actually um, you know push up that number and get a higher return investment. So so yeah, we're we're only we're clock is ticking and we're weeks away from the launch. All going well. Uh, a lot of work to be done, but very excited about it. Well, now Fiducia needs uh, some additional funding in order to uh, grow and to yep. scale. Uh, why don't you give us a little idea of the money you're uh, after, uh, what kind of what you're offering an investor, and and a few projections uh, for us? Would you would you there, Tim? Certainly. So. Um, you know, so we're going to go into um, Series A. Um, so let's step back. So we're, we're in the process of signing this longer-term agreement um, with with uh, uh, TAG, um, who who've already publicly announced they're going to launch this. So we're you know we're a couple of weeks from from signing this agreement, um, and the idea is that once we've got the agreement in place and we can name. The, the initial advertisers actually uh, are launching um, with the product, um, we will go into um, Series A. So we'll start to you know, um, do the round of Series A, and we, we intend to close that Series A um, in Q4 this year. Um, so before, you know, and so we, we're looking at sort of kind of a runway um, uh, to... Uh, two Q, Q4s, so we've decided to actually do a second seed round. We raised um, we've raised uh, around seven hundred fifty thousand um, dollars in the in the first seed. Uh, put on put in some of our own money as well. Uh, and uh, in the second round, we're looking at raising seed round a uh, million dollars um, to le- really see us through until um, you know Series A, um, which is about. Um, you know, further development and the launch um, uh, launch of the product. And um, so out of that million dollars, we have already had commitments or it's already um, got around $750,000 of that. Most of it was from the initial seed investors, which are mainly people I know, people in the industry that know the industry very well. And excited about the opportunity. There is also an institutional investor um, that has um, a fair bit of that um, that you know went through all of the um, you know due diligence that, that you'd expect. And so um, you know we're we're looking for that additional two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. The way um, the vehicle we're using for it is a convertible note, uh, and it's at a twenty five percent discount. To what Series A will be. Well, you, you get into twenty five percent. That's quite a heavy there. So that uh, that's a big advantage to an investor, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just agreeing with you. I think it's a great opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's definitely a great opportunity, no doubt about it. And now, as you, I know that you've uh, kind of ticked off what you're going to use it for, but. You really need it, uh, it, it, what, in the development area or marketing or I mean, what, what really is the need here? Yeah, so, so um, we're going to have to um, increase uh, the number of engineers. Um, so at the moment, we have um, uh, um, two full-time and, and six 
contractor engineers, um, you know, working on the product for launch. Um, so we we need to increase uh, the the number of people we have there for development. Um, we need to increase. So it's it, most of it is actually going into headcount. Um, um, you know, so it's 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 really just you know um, uh, you know operating funds uh, that we need to see ourselves through to Series A. At Series A, we think we'll um, be looking at three to four million dollars, uh, which should be enough then to see us to um, to profitability. Ah, you asked me for some projections as well, so I forgot about that. Um, so uh, give you an idea in 2021. Um, we will um, do revenues of around 500,000. Um, so, you know, 2020 run really is about launch and, and, and adoption more than revenues. In 2022, when we start to scale, um, we're, you know, looking at around uh, $10 million in revenue. Um, and we think our losses in that first year will be around $1 million. And in 2023, we we uh, expected to go up to 25 million dollars, with an operating um, profit of around 25 percent. And we're, you know, we will, we think, we think we will be at sort of break even um, in in Q4 of 2023. Okay, that that's very very aggressive there. For goodness sakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, in uh, the final few minutes we have left here, uh, Tim. Uh, what would you like to say that we haven't talked about to kind of close out this episode of Maker Pitch? What uh, just whatever you'd like to say to the investors or anyone that may be listening that's also starting a company or something like that? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave leave it to you to kind of spill it out there, my friend. Go right ahead. <laughs> that's that's very open ended. I think I've covered most things. Um, so um, so yeah, I mean, I I think. You know, I think as I've said to, you know, other other potential investors, as I think this is a, a really good a good time to, um, you know, to to jump in um, with with this project because, you know, we've had um, you know these three years of of uh, um, you know really uh, building out the tech, um, you know, validating. Uh, the opportunity, educating the market, building out a great team. So, um, you know, the, the the people that I've got with me are uh, people who have worked in the industry uh, for quite a while across a number of companies with me. So we got a um, you know really you know really good team in place, uh, and um, you know the the fact that that you know the 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 trade association tag um, which it. You know, it's it's unheard of that they actually appoint a commercial company like this. Um, um, you know, they usually are more about standards, um, but in this case, they recognise that there's a need for a platform. Um, so it's 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 really you know a good time to 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 participate as a as as a, uh, an angel investor and. I hope you will see the opportunity, and um, I hope um, a few of you might be interested. All right, uh, Tim, thank you so much for being on this episode. It, you have you are totally in a disruptive space. My goodness gracious, you're 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 <laughs> about to change the way advertising is done. If you if you really look at it closely, uh, 
And I think done in a way that uh, it's not even more efficient, but more affordable for companies of all sizes. Uh, that's the way I perceive it. Now, you correct me if I'm yep. wrong, but it really looks like this is this has a broad scale on all verticals of business uh, throughout the throughout the world. And as a matter of fact, would I be right there? I fully agree. <laughs> I know you would. OK, Tim, thank you so much for being a part of this uh, episode. Uh, make your pick. Thank you. This has been very, very enjoyable. And uh, it was a pleasure when you uh, when you come over to the right side of the pond to let me know. OK, and we I'll be I happy, certainly will. I'll be happy to greet you and welcome you anywhere, anytime. All right, folks. I, you know, this is uh, this is what we talk about all the time on Make Your Pitch. It's wonderful ideas, disruptive ideas, things that will change what we're doing right now. You start talking about putting advertising in with smart contracts and and all the areas that really make it flow and where you can have a complete, well, I say eliminate the trust factor because it does. You know, you you, you know, when you get into it, it's going to be done. You don't, you don't worry about it. It's just going to get done. That's the way a smart contract is set up. So you have to know that this is a way in the future, a wave in the future that Tim and uh, his company is working toward. So I thank him very much for being there. And always remember, as we close out, because I'm Christopher Knight, Remember always to listen, learn, and give. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button. And if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch. Make Your Pitch.